What's up, boys and girls, and to all my misfits around the world? I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019, and I got a lot of good stuff for you guys tonight. Um, first and foremost, I know it's been a while since I recorded. Uh, I was in school. Semester's over. Summer's here. It's almost June in a couple of days. Um... Work is a little more relaxed, so I'm going to be doing more podcasts uh, as the summer goes along. So starting with today, on the schedule for today, we got What to Watch Wednesday. I went to the movies this past weekend, saw a lot of the new movies that have come out of a release for Memorial Day. Um, I didn't do the box office breakdown, but you can probably guess which film... uh, took the cake on that if it has disney in the title of it you pretty much know that's going to be number one and uh oh we'll get into aladdin i have i have a lot of thoughts about aladdin (laughs) um and you know some other smaller movies that uh you know might have been better than disney is can you even say that nowadays yeah disney is not the greatest. I mean, if you own like 75% of everything, like by default, you can't be the great, like you're going to make mistakes along the way. So I'm not a fan of Disney. I had a teacher this semester who was like the most anti-Disney person I've ever met. And I I wouldn't go that far. You know, I just went to Universal and uh, they own the Simpsons now. And I was just like in crusty, crusty land and eating a crusty burger and drinking duff beer it's like if you if you're anti everything you can be anti disney but they own too much now you know what i mean to, to call yourself anti disney would mean i'm anti <laughs> x-men um marvel uh they own so much now you know they just bought out uh fox for like what like millions of dollars it was insane deal um i talked about that in my final actually um, but yeah, it's kind of scary time. I, they just bought out Hulu, I guess. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to do that. You know, probably package that in Disney plus at some point, because they're, why would they want to compete with their own, you know, with their own app, um, which I have Hulu now and it's okay. And I'll probably get Disney plus once it comes out just to see the Mandalorian, um, the Simpsons, they like I said, they own every every episode of The Simpsons. I'm probably gonna try and catch up on some of those, just for nostalgia's sake. And you know, it's six ninety nine for that price point. It's just, it's a no brainer. And you know, all the Disney films that I don't own because they're super expensive on Blu Ray and they never go down in price, six ninety nine. I will happily rewatch some of those. Um, I actually just rewatched Wreck It Ralph two. And that's not one of the what to watch Wednesday choices I have for you guys. But 
I really like that one. Uh, I was surprised that it didn't do more buzz. A lot of the animated sequels haven't really done as much as I thought they would. Um, you know, I just saw How to Train Your Dragon 3, and, you know, I think it, it made a lot of money, but just as far as buzz-wise, that's all I'm going for. I haven't really heard about that much. And also the Lego Movie Part 2, I saw that, and I remember that didn't do as well as they were hoping for, so... It's a really weird time for animated like sequels. Um, I might do it. Maybe I'll do a segment on that um, at some point. But uh, yeah, Toy Story 4 is coming out this year. I, I really enjoyed Incredibles 2. That one was like that made my top 10 of last year. So I'm rambling, but stay tuned. This is just the intro. And I got three. Well, I guess technically to what to watch wednesdays uh for you and i will talk about aladdin <laughs> so stay tuned so let's start off with my highest what to watch wednesday recommendation that you should go see it is book smart uh, if you haven't heard of this it's olivia wilde's directorial debut it is a high school teen comedy. Um, basically, it's like super bad. Uh, the female super bad follows that plot pretty closely, um, but it has a lot to offer on its own. I don't mean that as a bad thing. I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, I saw an early showing of it. I I loved it. I honestly, it it was just a rare comedy i don't remember the last time i laughed that hard in the theater you know that's how i gauge how much i enjoyed comedies and um the two male the female leads their chemistry is so perfect and like something you really need in these teen comedies much like um evan and seth in Superbad, and even down to like the chubby there's a chubby one and like a, a skinnier nerdier one but there's some twists in their relationship as well. Um, I like one. I'm not going to spoil it, actually. I, I want you guys to go see it on your own. Um, actually, though, today I was, you know, promoting it and telling people to go see it. And on YouTube, Annapurna, if you go to their YouTube channel, they have the first six minutes completely unedited for you to watch on YouTube. It's not doing great box office wise right now. So if you are interested, mildly go check out that first six minutes and i'm telling you you'll laugh just as much as i did and you will want to go see the rest of it um I, my favorite part in this first six minutes this is not a spoiler because like i said you can go watch it uh is there's one uh spanish kid that's uh one gay spanish kid in the class you know the the overachiever drama kid everyone had that in their high school and he's talking to the class about um some new production that they have going on and the way he pronounces barcelona but he says like he goes barcelona and it just creeps under your skin and i was like man i had so many kids that like you know that you know that kid they travel abroad they come back and they feel like they're part of that culture because they could say barcelona <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest laughs i had in that whole movie and it, again in the, it was in the first six minutes so that should tell you right there um, other than that, I think Olivia Wilde really out of um, a lot of the actor turned directors that I've seen, 
has has an eye for this thing she can really if this is a mark of what she can do uh, i know she's done music videos before but and obviously i loved her in house md um she's been in like what, what was uh tron and some other some other movies but this i feel like she has a future in directing i would definitely pay to see another olivia wilde comedy or anything she does um you know there's comedy legends in here jason sudeikis um will arnett i believe um is it will arnett i think it's will arnett and um the mom is uh one of the girls from friends why am i blanking on everyone's name right now <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's really funny like i said it, it deals with like the you know the rich posers that's trying to be friends with everybody the cool teacher that might not be as cool as you thought <laughs> um and all culminating because they want to go to this party before they graduate i know we can all relate to that and if you can't you know you should still go see this and support it um it really needs it it's it's been i i, I mean olivia wilde tweeted out uh, if you follow me on twitter i definitely um you know, I think I shared it and I, I she was like, go see this. We're getting completely destroyed by the, this weekend. And I really question, you know, Anna Perna's faced a lot of heat um, just because her movies haven't done well box office wise. And whoever's decision it was to, to release this the same weekend as Aladdin and Brightburn, um, you know, Avengers Endgame is still doing strong. I just think it was a little misguided and it definitely could have benefited a week or two earlier. Like, I don't I don't even remember what came out in the last two weeks. So I thought that was a bad move. But like I said, go see it. I don't want to spoil it. Um, there's some trippy stuff that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and also, you know, it, it definitely is a 2019 version of super bad and definitely dealing a lot more with uh with female female um problems in high school so yeah i would definitely go pay to see that if you had to pick one from this weekend that is my highest recommendation on to the next one all right so a couple of corrections off the bat um, it was not Will Arnett. It's actually Will Forte. I don't know why I get those two confused so much, but I, they're both comedy legends. So it's Will Forte, McGruber, um, SNL alumni. And then, uh, Lisa Kudrow was who I was looking for from Friends. They play the parents of Caitlin Deaver and just the scene that they have like almost steals the whole movie uh beanie feldstein is also like the chubby friend other comedy people you guys might know jessica williams who was on the daily show um and jason sudeikis another snl alum skylar gisondo is um kind of the poser rich kid that i was trying to think where he was from and i just looked it up he was the son from the vacation remake and I know a lot of people don't like that, but he definitely had some of the best laughs in that movie. Um, also, Billy Lord from American Horror Story. 
that was pretty much all of the people I think that I've uh, I recognized. Um, also, Michael Patrick O'Brien was a writer for SNL and has like a, a cameo in here. So definitely. Um, oh, and Maya Rudolph does have a small cameo as well. So definitely go see that. It's still my highest recommendation. As for my number two, um, this one is one I was not sure about. It is one that, you know, I heard mixed reviews going into it. But after seeing it, I can see why people are mixed on it. I kind of had the same thing going into it. Like, I would give Booksmart like a three and a half out of four. This next movie, Brightburn, I would give maybe like a two and a half. Yeah, two and a half out of four. Um, it's a written by Brian and Mark Gunn. Obviously, um, the brothers of James Gunn. And uh, he also, James Gunn produced this film. And it basically takes the premise of what if Superman was a villain, you know? And it's it's something that's been done before. Um, I highly recommend the comic Red Sun, which de- literally takes the Superman gone bad premise. Uh, and instead, it's like deals with Cold War what if Superman was born in Russia rather than America and how Russia would would see him as a hero? We would not, definitely. <laughs> so def- highly recommend that. And there's been some other things as well um, floating around that I've seen. Um, first with the cast, Elizabeth Banks and David Den- Denman play the parents. I thought they were perfectly cast, um, especially... You know, I was thinking that David Denman, he might have recognized him from The Office. He was Pam's like first hubby. And his just his beefy like size, um, I really didn't like I I noticed it. But then as the movie goes on, you're like, okay, that makes sense why they made him so big, um, considering that the kid ends up, you know, having these crazy powers and you really need to contrast that with with things like that so I thought that was perfectly cast and Elizabeth Banks also you know I've been a fan of her for a long time even you know in comedies I I think Zach and Miri make a porno is super underrated um she her her cameo in 40 year old virgin is like a scene stealer um yeah I just really like what she has to offer in a majority of movies she's in like I'd never even if the movie's bad I always think that she's giving it everything and so even this movie I think she's doing a great job and then the kid Jackson A. Dunn who plays Brandon Breyer the protagonist um he he's really good too you know you can't he's definitely got that psycho kid vibe (laughs) and then the only other one I recognize really was um Matt Jones who was in Breaking Bad he was um one of Jesse's friends that had you might have not recognized his like raspy voice um he's definitely that guy um the director of this film hasn't done a whole lot other than this so not much to go off of but as far as Brightburn's concerned I would see it if you're a hardcore horror fan because the practical effects are some of the best i've seen in a long time um which 
you know, take that as what as you will. That can be because a lot of movies do just CGI nowadays, or that can just be that this movie was just that good because I was definitely impressed um, with a lot of the deaths. Um, as far as what people have been complaining about with the lack of a story um, and, you know, basically it becoming just a standard slasher horror film, I have to agree, um, especially towards the end, it kind of, you know, falls apart and the premise is bigger than what they did with it. So I, I completely understand that. Um, if you look at it as a slasher you know, Jason or just like any of the unstoppable bohemian that are exist in poor franchises. I think you might like it better. Um, you go, you go along with it on that ride. There was some definitely gore effects that had me cringing in the theater. You know, anytime just as like a comedy when I, when I laugh, um, a good indicator of a good gore effect is when, you know, I'm going, Ooh, ah, like definitely had a couple of those moments in here that I'm not going to give away. Um, but yeah, it was it was an okay film, um, similar to the James Gunn produced Belko experiment. I gave that the same rating and I thought very similar things like the premise was really cool. Bunch of people locked in an office building that have one can basically battle royale or the Hunger Games in an office building, um, but turned up to 11 with the gore and the practical effects and the ending left a lot to be desired in that movie too so i don't know if like james gunn was the common denominator there but like i said book smart was be my number one um for all my horror movie fans though number two i would definitely recommend brightburn that is my second what to watch right wednesday recommendation let's get into the next one All right, so I'm going to go a little off script today because the more I thought about it, I've been watching some streaming, uh, a lot of Redbox. I've really been lucking out as far as like things that I would recommend to somebody. <laughs> I've watched a lot of fucking stinkers like, OK, uh, I saw Replicas, one of the worst movies I've seen from this year with Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's a sci fi movie awful do not see it not even as an ironic this is so bad like just don't uh, see john wick 3 because i don't want to think of keanu reeves in that light so i'm just gonna completely erase that, that movie from my memory and uh, if you ask me what happened in that movie i pr i couldn't even describe it to you uh, i saw welcome to merwin with steve carell that one was like not good either uh as a, a, a great premise some amazing effects um you know robert zemeckis directed it i'm a huge fan of his but like the story just didn't go anywhere no payoff emotion emotionally didn't connect with me at all um yeah just not a good one uh how to train your dragon hidden world i liked it but uh to be honest i have not seen the other movies in the series so that might have been why i didn't connect with it more um so i mean people that have seen the other ones they might have gotten more out of it I, I i didn't feel lost during it like i thought i was going to be there you know there was some things where i was like okay that probably happened in another one 
Um, I do plan on going to see those other ones too, but for right now, you know, as far as that was the best one I've seen recently. I'm still watching uh, the Wu-Tang series of Mikes and Men on Showtime. I would recommend it just on the first episode that I've seen um, because it's already, I can tell, going to be really good. And Wu-Tang is my favorite rap group of all time. Don't at me. <laughs> um, I finished Punisher season two finally. That was disappointing. I, I just, like I said, guys, I have not been uh, having much luck. So instead of a third What to Watch Wednesday, I usually like to say three. Um, I'm going to review Aladdin uh, because that was the third movie I've seen from this weekend. And like I said at the intro, I have lots of thoughts, <laughs> especially because so growing up, um, I grew up with the Disney classics in the 90s, uh, like Aladdin and the Lion King, which are my favorite Disney movies. Uh, they definitely hold a special place in my heart. I believe Lion King was the first movie I went to go see as a kid or I can remember going to see as a kid. So I I am nervous and excited for the remake this summer. Um, that being said, the Aladdin one, I was not did not feel the same way just based on the footage and pictures I saw in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, the casting of Will Smith as Genie, as much as I like Will Smith, Robin Williams just read his biography. Um, that role was specifically written for Robin Williams um, because they knew that his gifts in, in mind when they wrote the Genie, that he, this is a guy who can do a an impression a second and can switch to the next one in another second. And, you know, how can we animate that and show that? And they came up with the Genie. And, you know, they had a lot of problems afterwards. Um, Robin Williams and Disney, uh, they kind of screwed him over. And that's why he's not in any of the sequels. Um, and I, you know, people are saying like Will Smith did him justice. And I really doubt that Robin Williams would think the same way if he was still alive. Because let's just get into it. You know, I'm just going to jump into it. I did not like Will Smith in the role. I gave it a chance. Um, but, you know, the beatboxing and rapping um, genie, it just did not do it for me. Um, I didn't laugh. Uh, and in fact, none of I was a packed theater. Uh, none of my theater was really laughing at any of what Will Smith was doing. Um, the biggest laughs came from the awkward humor from Aladdin and, and you know, will smith but more of the situation none of the solo genie moments had any great laughs um the songs from will smith i i didn't really think were that great and as far as the entire cast i didn't think any of the songs or covers i guess from the originals were that great either um if i had to pick one i would say you know a whole new world was the best done song and most faithful to the original um and this is the problem i think with the shot for shot um remakes that disney is doing you know they're obviously just trying to cash in i haven't seen dumbo um but that didn't get great reviews um i enjoyed beauty and the beast but i'm wondering if because i didn't have as strong a connection to that movie when i was a kid that I'm, it might have you know made me like the remake be better um i still think the original is probably a better movie 
but I, I did enjoy the the remake too. Um, it was one of my top films um, two years ago when that came out. But as for Aladdin, like it's just such a part of my childhood and you know playing the video games and you know having a brown character um, in a Disney movie, that's a huge deal. And so I wasn't a fan of the actor who played Aladdin that much. you know, he did what he could, I guess. Um, but as far as like a lot, the musically, this was the biggest letdown, I think, because, you know, his singing voice, I didn't think was that great either. Um, just in songs like Street Rat. Um, yeah, just nothing really stood out to me. And it, to be honest, it just felt like a lifeless shot for shot remake for the most part. Um, and, the, and the scenes they did add just stuck out so hard and felt really forced. And I, like I said, I don't know if that's because I know that movie so well i have not seen it since i was a kid and i could still remember like okay yeah specific plot points um jafar was probably the worst cast i would say out of all of them because you know at least a lot of them have the look down um and you know that's about it <laughs> but yeah the guy who played jafar um nice try buddy but you are not scaring anybody with that high-pitched voice that like sneaky rat way <laughs> Aladdin, i know who you really are i'm like dude who the what the fuck is this like no you know um i don't know how you animate like how you bring to life some of the stuff in the animated but this is the problem i'm having like maybe they shouldn't be brought to real life you know like i think maybe the reason why the jungle book oh that was the other one um did so well is because they're animals anyway that are being animated and that's just such a over-the-top concept that they brought to life um um john favreau did and he's doing the same thing with lion king i think that's a lot more feasible than you know you got a lion and a um a monkey and a talking parrot um and you know actually i will say the effects for the lion and the monkey and the monkey probably had the most laughs in the movie uh, as sad as that is to say <laughs> Uh, maybe Guy Ritchie wasn't the right director for this. I'm a fan of his earlier films like Snatch and uh, Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels, but he's gone away from that in recent years. You know, King Arthur, I have not seen, but I haven't heard great things from that. Um, and when he was announced, I was just like, really? Like the British guy who makes comedy? Like, why? Why are they even doing this? And I, I just couldn't understand it. Um, I would say the girl who played Jasmine was probably the most faithfully done as far as not only look, but like her voice was, she did have a very beautiful voice. And, uh, when, you know, when they're singing the songs, it reminded me the most of the original. Um, I, like I said, a whole new world is probably the best one. And she carried a lot of that for me. Um, other than that, it's just... I don't know where Disney goes from here. Like the Little Mermaid live action remake is that that's going to be so weird. Like a half fish, half girl. Like, how are you going to do that? And I, I honestly don't want to do that. And they're running into some like with Dumbo. They had to address a lot of the problematic stuff in these movies. Even Aladdin did. And it's like there's such a time capsule in some of these films that even though they're classics, they're not 
politically correct for our times. So by you making them today and trying to address those issues, they feel forced. They, I, I, like I said in the movie, you know, there's a, a I'm not going to give it away. There's an original song that immediately I was like, it just it stepped on the brake so hard for what was going on in the scene. And this is at the climax of the movie, by the way, that I was like, oh, my God, like this is really happening. And like I said, Jafar, oh, my, just a really weak villain in in what is supposed to be one of the top Disney villains, I would say. Um, uh, the voice work from uh, the parrot was not even close to Gilbert Gottfried and what he did in the original. I don't know why they just didn't get him back um, like they're doing with um, The Lion King uh, and some of the some of the actors. But yeah, I just I, I didn't get it. Um, Will Smith, as as much as people are saying, you know, the trailer isn't representative of his performance he still looked weird he still looked weird in the blue anytime he was in blue it was creepy and didn't look right and not funny and you know in a combination of all of that um you know he was a little better in the human stuff and um i thought they had a really missed opportunity for him to do more um like Again, not to spoil anything, but it is a remake. So I I thought they would do more of like calling back to him being Hitch and trying to help Aladdin to get Jasmine. uh, And they didn't. And I was like, you know what? Like this movie is just not for me. Um, It's going to make a shit ton of money. It already has. It's number one, I know. And so you're probably already going to go see it, especially if you have kids. But like I said, I think Booksmart and Brightburn for R-rated like a comedy and r-rated horror superhero film in their right they did something original i respect that i'm not saying that by it being original it's just automatically better but i'm saying that those two movies in particular took a chance in doing something and trying to subvert genres um and trying to you know make something in 2019 that we haven't particularly seen and disney's doing the complete opposite so um, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, Aladdin. I'd give it two out of four, but go see it if you want. All right, guys, that is it for What to Watch Wednesday. I gave you two of them. Um, and, you know, one, see at your own discretion, but um, I wouldn't recommend it personally. Uh, I usually have three at least, but. I've just been striking out as far as TV shows and movies. I don't even want to talk about the Game of Thrones finale and final season because I'm still just not over it. Like, I'm heartbroken. Like, I just went through a breakup or something. (laughs) I'm still going through it. So hopefully next week will be better with that. Um, Tomorrow, we have Throwback Thursday. And if all goes well, I have a special surprise for you guys. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but... I'm trying really hard to get this um, for the show and uh, some more surprises coming up in uh, the next couple weeks that I hope I get to share with everybody. So keep tuning in. Your support is very vital to me. Um, call in on Anchor if you have uh, any concerns or disagree with what I'm saying on here or you do agree. 
let's talk about it call in on anchor um it's really easy i recommend it for people that trying to get their call on the show um we can do that but i i definitely depend on you guys so i depend on your listens depend on you um commenting sharing and interacting with me so thanks again i'll be back tomorrow and until next time enjoy your mind trip but don't trip on your mind peace